The Productive Woman, Episode 97. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. I'm so glad you've joined me this week. In this episode, I am celebrating a little bit uh, the two-year mark for The Productive Woman, and we're going to be talking about some of the lessons I've learned from the amazing women I have met through the past two years of doing this show. You'll find links and some additional information, including links to information about the various guests that I'll mention throughout this episode, all of that in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 97. So as this episode is being recorded and published, The Productive Woman is two years old. The very first episode of The Productive Woman was published on July 1st of 2014. And I mean, even though I can look at the calendar and know it's true, it, it really is um, sometimes kind of hard for me to believe that we've been at this for two years now. It has been so, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot of work. It's a, it's a challenge sometimes to do this on top of a full-time law practice and all the other stuff. But that aside, it, it really honestly has been such a privilege and such a joy to get to do this. I am so honored that you listen. I am honored by the feedback that I get, and it's just a privilege to continue to do it. Um, so why do I do it? I've, I've had people ask me why I want to do this when I've got this full-time job and a family and the other stuff. Well, my reasons now uh, for doing it are the same reasons that I started it two years ago, to connect with other women, to provide information and ideas and encouragement to help them on their path. And honestly, I am I am energized by the interactions I've had with the wise and brave women who are guests on the show and by the listeners who reach out to me. I, I mean, um, the, 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 the women who, uh, and some men, honestly, who, who reach out to me via email or Facebook or various places who share a little bit of their lives and encourage me to keep me going. So that's why I do it. And, uh, like I said, it's, it's hard to believe that it's been two years, um, in preparation for this two-year celebration episode, I actually took the time to go back and re-listen to every episode I've done so far that uh, that I had a guest on the show. And I took notes on the wise insights from these women, uh, the things that they shared with us when we talked. And what I thought I wanted to do in this episode is after listening to this and trying to sort of distill it and, and see the patterns, it was just cool to see the patterns and the consistency, um, and yet the variety of, of words of advice. And so I thought I would share with you sort of 10 lessons that I've learned from the 25 or so women who I've had the privilege of talking to and, um, sharing their experiences. Uh, experiences and their wisdom with you. And so, you know, let's just get into this. It, this Hopefully this won't be a too terribly long episode, but I just thought there was so much good stuff I, that from, from these women that I wanted to try and distill it and share it with you. And so um, 
number one, the lesson that I gathered from talking with all these women, from listening to these episodes, is that we need to resist the urge to try to do too much. And uh, this came out in various ways from from different um, different guests that I talked to. Uh, our very first guest, Jamie Samples, in episode twenty one, she's an entrepreneur who runs a business called Yellow Barn Media, helping other business people with their marketing strategies and social media. Jamie was one who really encouraged us to be realistic about what can be done in one day, and. Uh, Writer and editor Karen Beery, who was our guest on episode 24, absolutely agreed with Jamie. Uh, Karen says, if you didn't accomplish too much today, don't assume you'll be able to do twice as much tomorrow. So in other words, don't try to recover from a less productive day by doubling up the next day. It's uh, seldom going to be successful and just a, a, a recipe for stress and frustration. Uh, several guests encouraged us to pick one MIT, one most important task, or at most just a couple of things, and focus your time on that one most important task. And, you know, that was Jamie Samples again suggested that. And um, Ling Wong, who is a creative business marketing consultant and coach and was our guest on episode 64, she said the same thing. Focus, uh, you know, pick that one thing that's the most important thing you're going to get done that day and focus your time on that. Ebony Nelson, law professor and our guest recently on episode 96, agreed with that. She she encourages us to focus on one thing at a time. It's a little twist on what uh, Jamie and, and Ling and some of the others have said. Um, Ebony points out that no matter how many things we may have on our list, you can only do one thing at a time. So step back when things are getting, uh, you know, out of control. Step back, evaluate, choose that MIT, that most important task, Set everything else aside and focus exclusively on that and, and to make progress. Um, business professional, wife and mom, Justina Denham of Poland was our guest on episode 78, and she agrees with this. She suggested having no more than three priority tasks for a day. I mean, if we've got a two-mile-long to-do list, and, you know, honestly, we all we all do from time to time, but realistically, going back to what Jamie said about being realistic about what you can accomplish in a single day, in most cases, the best thing to do is, like Justina suggested, have no more than two or three priority tasks. Uh, Lawyer and writer Leanne Guzman was our guest on episode 58, and she pointed out that sometimes we have to take that step of disengaging from some things to make time for what's most important, and that's hard for a lot of us. And she acknowledged that. She said a lot of our stress often comes from other people's expectations and our fear of disappointing them. But the only way to build a truly productive life in the sense that we talk about on this show is to be willing to be realistic, to look and think about what's most important and focus our time, our energy, and our attention on those things that are most important to us. And we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about that later on in this episode. 
lawyer and uh, co-host of my favorite podcast, Mac Power Users, Katie Floyd was our guest on episode 61, and she urged us to keep things simple. Um, and this was good advice that I certainly needed to hear because I get real, you know, as you all know, I'm a tech nerd and I love looking at apps and trying different systems and stuff. And we can make everything so complicated that it's hard to get things done, you know, cause we spend all our time managing our system instead of doing the things that matter. So Katie's encouragement to keep things simple was important for me. She, she said to, you know, we should use tools, whether digital or paper, whatever works for us to help, um, to help relieve your brain of the need to remember. Um, she really encouraged us to save our brain power for creative thinking. And that's the point of the productivity tools that we sometimes talk about on the show and all the stuff that's out there. They are not, um, uh, we don't, you know, use these tools for their own sake, but to make our lives better and simpler and to create the space and time to do the things that we care about. So, you know, the number one lesson that I've learned and that I, you know, that I saw the thread through these 25 or so episodes of talking with guests is to resist that urge to try to do too much and be realistic and, and to really focus our time, energy, and attention on the things that matter most to us. As sort of a um, corollary to the first lesson is lesson number two, and that's that it's okay to say no. And lots of guests have reminded us of that. If you've been listening all along, you've, you've probably noticed that theme. And I think it's because we need to be reminded, you know, we want to say yes to everybody. We want to help. We want to keep people happy. But um, attorney Demetra Liggins, uh, who was our guest on episode 67, said, you know, we need to be okay with saying no. And she points out, and you know, there's some real validity in this, that often men have an easier time of that. They feel less guilty about it. We're going to talk about the guilt thing later on as well. But Demetra, who's also the co-founder with her twin sister of a new venture called Corporate Homey, which is designed to help provide support and advice to minorities and women who are navigating the corporate world. Uh, she's just a very, very productive person and a very strong woman, uh, and she encourages us, uh, us to find uh, the way to be comfortable with saying no to the things that we need to say no to. Uh, Kara Putman, an, a lawyer, uh, an author, and uh, just a generally really cool person, was our guest on episode 33, and um, business professional, mar- marketing professional Deidre Dieterman, our guest on 88, both said uh, something that I thought was really valuable along this line of being okay with saying no, and that is the fact that I can do something doesn't mean I should. And we need to really be intentional and thoughtful about the things that we say yes to. Uh, and so that, as we've already talked about, we can stay focused on doing the things that matter most and that are going to have the most impact on our our life and on the the lives of the people around us and on the world in general. Um, Monica Christofferson, who's a professional organizer, uh, 
a single mom and the owner of a, a, a company called Efficient Organization. She was the guest on episode 39, and she really echoed this thought of being okay with saying no and being int- intentional about it. She reminds us that we all have lots of options, but usually saying yes to one thing requires saying no to others. So, so we really need to make sure we understand the scope of what we're taking on. When someone comes to us and presents an opportunity or a request, uh, we need to think about the impact of it, make sure we ask the right questions to understand the scope, and uh, choose wisely. Deidre Dieterman, again, the marketing professional and the o- owner of... Um, What's her company called? Uh, Oh, D2 Branding. So she's a marketing consultant and and does some really cool things there. She was a guest on episode 88. She talked about considering the season of life that you're in. For her right now, her kids are younger, need her more. So she's saying no to anything that doesn't directly benefit the family. Uh, She's got a full-time business. She's got her family. Those are her priorities. And anything else needs to kind of fit in side that. Jennifer Lee, who's a creative entrepreneur, the author of a a book I just love called The Right Brain Business Plan and creator of a number of resources for creative business planning. She was our guest on episode 76. She suggested having a big picture objective, uh, priorities for our life, those, you know, those values that drive us. And using those as a touchstone to measure any opportunities that come our way and to be okay with saying no to things that don't align with those values and priorities. So, you know, again, it becomes an issue of having taken the time to think about, all right, what are my values? What are my priorities? If we don't know what those are, we don't have anything to measure opportunities against. And we just have whatever's coming at us and we are dealing with it in a vacuum. So that thinking ahead and uh, being sure of who we are, where we're going and what matters to us forms that basis for evaluating requests for our time and our attention. And as Jennifer said, to be okay with saying no to things that don't align with those. So it's okay to say no, as has been said often in the show. No is a complete sentence. We don't have to apologize for saying no. Um, And we need to um, be thoughtful about what we say yes to. So that was number two. Lesson number three that I gathered from uh, have over the years, the two years and of listening to these guests and especially going back in the last couple of weeks and just re-listening to those episodes. Number three is it's not only okay, it's crucially important to take care of yourself. Um, Allison Sheridan, a uh, host of the NoSillaCast podcast, which is a, a tech podcast, and a retired engineer, was our guest on episode 29. And she pointed out that, that really, you know, as women, we tend to do everything for everybody else, but we often um, neglect to do things for ourselves. And so we need to do that, to take care of ourselves. If we are not healthy and strong and well, we can't help anybody else really. And Priscille Livonet of France, who is a podcaster and a writer, the host of the Productive View uh, Productivity Podcast in France, 
she was our guest on episode 47, and she urged the time of actually including time in our schedule for self-care. And for her, that's meditation, exercise, reading certain types of materials. But to actually plan that in, write it onto the calendar and make that time for ourselves. And I thought that was really, really important. Um, Another guest, uh, another international guest actually, uh, kind of echoed that and, and had a little twist on what Priscille recommended. Isabella Russell of England, she's the managing director of Music Radio Creative, the co-founder of New Media Europe, a, a conference for uh, media cr- uh, content creators. Both of those she, she leads with her husband, Mike. Uh, she When she was the guest on episode 51, she suggested planning what she called little treats for ourselves. A, a massage, a manicure, whatever relaxes you or brings you joy. Um, but to schedule those, especially when we're busy. And, and we talked on the sh- that episode about the fact that when things are really crazy and we've got lots going on, that's when those little treats um, kind of go out the window. We think we don't have time. But she says, no, you don't have time not to make time for those things that restore you. And and bring you joy, she said. If you run yourself into the ground, you won't be able to accomplish anything. And she's absolutely right. And that was such a such a, a valuable uh, episode for me personally to hear the things that Isabella had to say. Uh, Jennifer Lee again, uh, back in episode seventy six, said something very similar. She works very hard, but she sets aside Friday as a self care day. She's, you know, she works for herself. She runs her own business, so she works hard a lot of the time. But she says it's very important for her to be able to set aside Friday as a self care day, day when she does something nourishing for herself. Maybe it's getting a massage, or maybe it's going to her studio to paint because that is restorative to her. But setting aside some time for that was a theme uh, from a lot of the guests who've been on the show so far. Recently, in episode uh, 94, Melissa Toller, who's a body image coach, she uh, encouraged us, as you know, as Priscilla did and others, to actually block out personal time on our calendar. And for her, that was scheduling time with friends because that's restorative to her. And so it's important. Uh, I hope you're hearing the theme here, the importance of putting yourself on your calendar, putting yourself on your to-do list, and finding time, making time to do those things that restore you, that uh, reinvigorate you, that refresh you, because it matters. Um, Jennifer Lee in episode 76 also uh, urged us to exercise self-compassion. She said, taking care of yourself and making a positive impact are more important than checking things off the to-do list. And so when you have a day where you're just exhausted or things are sort of falling apart, have compassion on yourself and, and take time to rest. Katie Floyd, again, back in episode 61, said something very similar. You know, sometimes when it all gets to be too much, what you really need instead uh, is to just go to bed early, get some rest, and start afresh the next day. Other guests agreed. Among them, 
uh, Emily Prokop, who's an editor and the host of Classy Little Podcast, on episode 80, she said the same thing. Sometimes you just have to give yourself some grace and say, you know what, tomorrow will be better. Um, and she's so right. Um, Bridget Danner, the women's health professional who runs an online women's health community called Women's Wellness Collaborative, in episode 82, she said pretty much the same thing. Sometimes you just have to um, give yourself that grace and uh, go get some rest and tell yourself that tomorrow's going to be a better day. As part of this taking care of yourself um, lesson, several guests have urged us, urged us to pay attention to and take care of our health. So Bridget Danner, again, back, uh, the, she's a women's wellness professional. That's what she focuses her, her professional life on, and it's a passion of hers. In episode 82, she pointed out that health really forms the base the foundation for making a life that matters. So you need to take care of your body. Um, For her, she recommends starting the day with a healthy breakfast, eating better throughout the day. And she gave some really great tips and advice about that in episode 82. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that if this is an area where you need some improvement. She also encouraged us to get some movement in every day. She encouraged us to get outside at lunchtime, get some fresh air, and give our minds a break from the the focused, hard thinking work that we do. And I thought that was um, that was good advice for me because I have a ten. You know, I work in an office, and I have a tendency when I'm really busy to just keep, stay at my desk, keep my head down, and keep powering through. And you know, by afternoon, my I'm brain dead and fr- and exhausted and. Uh, I, I think I'm really trying to uh, take that break in, even if it's just 15 minutes midday to to go for a walk or do something to give my mind a, 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 some rest from uh, the, the strain, the, the uh, stress of the hard thinking that I have to do at work. So that was great advice that Bridget shared with us. Deidre Dieterman, who I've talked about, mentioned before in episode 88, she absolutely agrees with Bridget about the importance of health to productivity. It is the foundation. Um, And for her, she really values starting her day with a workout. Um, She does a, a boot camp very early in the morning and says that really gets her day off to a great start. And that's her, what she calls her me time which echoed a theme from Allison Sheridan back in episode 29, who said something similar, uh, that she she learned to think of gym time and, and work, workout time as her selfish time, the one thing that she did just for herself, and encourages us to think of that as something we do for ourselves. Um, but keep in mind that it actually benefits the other people in your life because when you are stronger and healthier, you're better able to be present and helpful to the people that you care about. So, you know, again, there's that whole uh, continuing theme of getting some exercise and taking care of yourself. Maya Olson, who's a writer and works at Smile Software, back in uh, episode 85, also urged the importance of getting some physical activity each day for stress relief. And that, you know, that really is true. 
Although Deidre Dieterman likes to start her day with a workout, several of our guests have suggested working out as lunch at lunchtime as a way to boost your energy for the second half of the day. Among them, you know, Allison Sheridan in episode 29, Ling Wong, uh, who is a, a creative business marketing consultant and business coach. She was our guest in episode 64, and she said the same thing. Jennifer Lee in episode 76, and Melissa Toller, who uh, was our guest in episode 94 recently, all said the same thing. They, they like uh, going and working out at lunchtime. Uh, that they find that it boosts their energy for that second half of the day when often, especially those of us who are working in an office environment, uh, often we find that the afternoon is kind of a, a, a downtime, a low energy time, but this can really help. Ling, um, in episode 64, also noted that if you've been working, so if, if, if you start your day working on a business project in the morning, taking that midday break for a workout actually gives your time uh, your brain time to think about and process what you were working on. She finds that she often comes up with solutions to a, a, a problem or an obstacle she'd come up against in the project. And so that after, after that workout, uh, she can execute the solutions that her mind came up with during the workout. So again, taking care of our health has been a theme through some of these, uh, through several of these episodes with guests and all part of the bigger bigger um, lesson that I've learned about the importance of taking care of ourself and that it, in terms of making a life that matters and being truly productive. Uh, as part of a, sort of a twist or another element of taking care of ourselves is uh, lesson number four that I've learned, uh, and it's a hard one for me, um, and that's that it's okay to ask for and accept help. Demetra Liggins, again, back in episode 67, she really advocated for this. She reminded us that time is finite. She says, I can always go make more money, but I'm never going to have more time. So she uh, encourages us to consider using services that buy us time for rest and for relationships, things like delivery services, um, you know, Amazon Prime, can you can have subscriptions to uh, products that you use regularly and they'll just ship them out um, on a routine basis. Having a housekeeper, um, Deidre talked a similar, uh, Deidre Dieterman talked about, you know, having childcare, um, as did um, Ebony Nelson in episode 96, how hiring some, uh, uh, someone, uh, having someone come in and help with her daughter at certain times bought her time to do other projects that she needed to do. And so we need to be okay with that and not feel guilty about it. And Jamie Samples back in episode 21 uh, encouraged the same thing. She's a big fan of, of what she calls outsourcing, finding people who can do things um, that you're doing. And as she, she puts it, use your time where it's best spent. Do the things that only you can do, whether it's for your family or for advancing your business or your career, and let other people do the other stuff. So that's lesson number four, to recognize that it's okay to ask for and accept help. We don't have to do everything ourselves. Uh, associated with that or as a part of that, um, lesson number five 
that I've learned from listening to the the amazing guests that I've had on the Productive Woman over the last couple of years. Uh, lesson number five is the importance of building and being a part of a community. And Deidre Dieterman in episode 88 really said this is so important. She said um, one of the keys to her productivity has been to build a community and a support system. She encourages us all to find that support system, neighbor, a mom, good friends, whatever. She says, so so that when those bad days do happen, you have someone who can help you out and lift you up. Being part of a community encourages us, uh, brings other resources, and uh, both mental and otherwise, to bear. Justina Denham of Poland in episode 78 talked about that, that how as she was preparing to go back to work after her uh, maternity leave with her twins, she wanted to uh, build a community of of like-minded women to help her with that process of uh, managing it all, help uh, support her in that journey toward figuring out how do you manage family and a career and all these other things. And so she formed a mastermind group um, as a way of creating that community. Um, she went and found some like-minded women, some women that she knows, and they meet on a regular basis to share ideas and brainstorm solutions. And you can do the same thing. Um, you can form your own by approaching a, a few women that you respect, uh, people that you actually know and who are willing and interested in supporting and encouraging each other and meeting um you know, regularly to brainstorm solutions and that sort of thing. Um, so there are various ways you can do this. And um, Natalie Ekdahl, who runs the BizChicks community, I think you can learn about it at bizchicks.com and it's B-I-Z-C-H-I-X.com. Uh, she has a whole series of, of podcast episodes about starting masterminds and um, lots of resources on her website. Uh, so one way is to form your own. The other alternative is to find a paid mastermind that's facilitate, facilitated and coordinated by somebody else. And then you can just, you know, you just attend. And uh, I have found in uh, this sort of a side note, in my conversations with not only guests, but uh, trading emails and things with listeners, that there's a real need for that that kind of community, for small groups that you can bounce ideas off of and get, um, you know, just brainstorm solutions. And that, that is why I started uh, earlier this year, the productive woman mastermind groups. These are small groups that meet weekly. Uh, we have a private Facebook group for communication and questions and support in between the meetings. And we share resources in the, in the Facebook group, and I have created some worksheets and things where it's appropriate. And I'm just seeing, um, I, I've just been delighted with the relationships that are building and the way these groups of women are encouraging and supporting each other and the progress that these women are making on their goals I, I think as a result of the support and the ideas you get from talking uh, once a week. And there are going to be new paid groups forming soon, starting in September. These are 12-week sessions, no more than six women in a group. And the price includes, uh, at least for this fall session, I will include be including in the price 
one 30-minute private coaching call with me each month for any mastermind member who's interested in that service, who wants a little more one-on-one time. And so I'm, I'm starting the list now of people who are interested in these, and these are paid groups. And I'd love to have you be a part of it if you think it's something that would be helpful. I've already got a list going, and it's going to be sort of first come, first serve. So if, if you're interested, I encourage you to email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Let me know you're interested in uh, learning more about the mastermind. No obligation at this point, but I'll, I'll get you some more information, and then we'll be forming those groups Uh, and they'll be starting up in September right after Labor Day. So love to have you a part of it, but uh, because I'm seeing just uh, amazing results um, and and really encouraging results. Uh, On this issue of being part of community, uh, Leanne Guzman, who we've talked about before from episode 58, uh, really advocated for... um, community as a part of a productive and meaningful life. She says making time, uh, being productive includes making time for the relationships that nourish us. She said, don't, don't discount taking time for yourself and finding some good people to connect with as a way of being productive. Relationships and friendships are important. And um, however you find that community, whether it's through your church, through friends you make at work, Um, there are lots of different ways that relationships can support us as human beings and, and our, our journey toward making a life that matters. And I encourage you to make the time for that in your, and I'm, I'm talking to myself here because it's easy for me to let too much time go by when I don't connect with friends and I'm a part of masterminds. I, you know, in addition to the ones I facilitate for productive woman listeners, I have my own mastermind group that I'm a part of, but, um, but also make time for just for friendships, one-on-one conversations. Uh, one of the women in the one of the current uh, TPW mastermind groups, one of her goals was to make more, con- you know, reconnect with friends. And so she has scheduled, reached out to a couple of friends and who are distant from where she lives, and she scheduled Skype sessions with them. So you can do that via Skype, via FaceTime, whatever works for you, or even just a phone call. But she said just those, you know, 30-minute conversations reconnecting with good friends was so um, encouraging and reinvigorating to her. So uh, community is important for lots of reasons. And that's lesson number five that I have learned from the amazing guests who've been on this show. Lesson number six, and maybe this should have been the first one. This is just the order it ended up on the outline, but uh, stop feeling guilty. (laughs) Um, I think every single guest has said that at one point during the show, and I could quote them over and over again, but, um, you know, a couple of them in particular that stood out to me as as I re-listened, Maya Olson, the writer uh, who was our guest on episode 85, says, you know, don't worry about being perfect at everything. Allow yourself to be imperfect, accept it, and move on. Don't feel guilty about making mistakes. Ebony Nelson, the law professor who was on the show, uh, episode 96, you know, she pointed out, going back to that that uh, topic of getting help, she says, we feel guilty about getting assistance when we absolutely should not. 
there's no reason to feel guilty for having help. Whether we beat up on ourselves and think, well, I ought to be able to do all this. Everybody else is getting it all done. Here's the, here's the secret. Listen carefully. Don't tell anybody. Nobody's getting it all done by themselves. We all need help, and there's no reason to feel guilty about that. Um, others that we've listened to, to, other guests have talked about learning to not feel guilty about saying no or and not to feel guilty about making time for ourselves, all these things that we've already talked about. We as women, and, and if you're not one of those, I, I don't mean to stereotype, maybe you don't ever feel guilty about these things, but it seems to be a common theme among uh, the women that I've talked to and the listeners that I've heard from that we, you know, we feel guilty about not doing things well enough about when we ask for time for ourselves, when we ask for something we need, when we say no, well, lesson number six, stop it, <laughs> stop it, uh, stop feeling guilty, um, and just live your life and be okay with the, the choices and decisions you make. Uh, sort of tied to that was lesson number seven, and that is to value who you are and what you bring to the table and develop confidence in that. And this has been, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. That's been, this has been hard for me. It's something that I'm really working on. Um, it's, you know, Jamie samples from episode 21. She reminded us, you are the only you out there. Be you. Who you are matters and what you bring to the table is very valuable. And so you need to give yourself uh, credit and develop confidence in who you are. Karen Beery from episode 24 said, you know, one one thing you, we, that we need to do to help develop confidence is to stop comparing ourselves with others. And Kara Putman from episode 33 absolutely agrees. She said... Comparison creates a barrier between us and others. Um, and, you know, we just talked a minute ago about the importance of community, but we can't be in community, Kara says, if we're comparing ourselves to each other. Instead, we should learn from each other instead of trying to impress each other. Uh, Demetra Liggins from episode 67 encouraged us uh, by saying, Your life matters, and you can pull it all together. You know, so have confidence in that, but try to do it one bite at a time. Um, and I thought that was really, uh, that really encouraged me, uh, as did uh, something that Ebony Nelson from uh, episode 96 just last week said, uh, one key to overcoming procrastination, which is often caused by either perfectionism or a fear of failure, uh, Ebony says a key to overcoming that is and I'm quoting here, look at your past and let your past direct your future. In other words, she was telling us in that episode 96, and I encourage you to go back and listen to this because it was really good. Take notice of the things you've accomplished in the past and let that boost your confidence in your ability to accomplish the new things you want to do. Past achievement is evidence of your competence to undertake and succeed at a new venture. And, uh, you know, I actually wrote that down from that episode and, and have really, in my journal, and have really thought about that because there are things that I'm wanting to undertake and changes that I want to make in my life that are scary to me and I, um, I'm i not sure I can succeed at it. And 
both the business coach that I've been talk, working with, uh, and you'll hear from her in a coming episode because she's uh, going to be on a show with me, um, but also Ebony in this episode encouraged me to look back and realize, look at all these things you've done. And that's evidence that you're capable of doing things. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Sit down with your journey. If you're feeling overwhelmed by things that you want to uh, to try, the, uh, the goals that you've set for yourself, sit down with your journal and think back. Start making a list of the things you've done and done well in the past. And let that... Um, serve as evidence to your um, doubting mind that you are competent and you can do great things. You can accomplish things. And, and like I said, these, this is evidence that you are able to undertake this new thing and succeed at it. So that's ep- uh, lesson number seven, value who you are and, and what you bring to the table, the unique contributions you can make and develop confidence in that. Lesson number eight was uh, to plan for success and productivity. Uh, And there there are lots of things that uh, different guests have said over the time of tools they use and techniques that they use to prepare for success in the ventures that they undertake. But a few that stuck out to me as I was re-listening to all these episodes um, one of them was in episode 91, Elsie Escobar, who I've, I've mentioned before. She's an entrepreneur, a yoga instructor. She's co-host of a couple of very popular uh, podcasts, including She Podcast, which is for women podcasters, and The Feed, which is uh, the official podcast of Libsyn, a service provider to podcast, pa- uh, podcasters. She's also the co-founder of the Thriving She Podcast online community of women podcasters and of the Podcasting School for Women. And she's just a really neat, uh, wise, and very encouraging woman, uh, somebody I'm really honored to have gotten a chance to get to know a little bit. And in this con- in this lesson, one of the things that I pulled out of her episode that I thought was so important was the importance of taking time to see the big picture of your life and put a plan in place, being proactive instead of reactive. And I really encourage you to go back and listen to episode 91, where she talks about how she had kind of gotten into a funk and a a difficult time because everything got away from her and she had no plan, no vision for her life. She was just reacting to things as they came at her. And for her taking that step back and getting, um, the bigger picture was crucial. And I think it is for all of us. And, you know, that's one of the things we talked about in early episodes of this show of, uh, and I, I mentioned earlier in this episode about, um, having those values in place, knowing what your values are, knowing what your priorities are and using those to formulate that big picture objectives, uh, the, the big picture objectives for your life. Um, uh, in episode 39, Monica Christofferson, uh, again, she's a, I mentioned her before, she's a professional organizer and a really neat lady. Um, she, she suggested that we can avoid what she called drift in the morning by making a list the night before of what you're going to do the next day. And that's something that I do. Um, I try to, before I leave the office, you know, make sure I've, I've, 
um, made that list of what's got to get done the next day. And specifically that I know what's the first thing I'm going to do in the morning. If I don't decide that the night before, I think about it as I drive to the office and know before I walk in the door, what's the first thing I'm going to do. And the schedule may change, but that first, if knowing what you're going to start with avoids uh, that what, like I said, what Monica calls drift, but that sort of wandering around and wasting time deciding what to do. It's already been decided. You can get to work right away. Allison Schaff, who's a, um, in episode, was our guest in episode 73, and she's a chef and a registered dietitian, and she's the owner of Prep Dish, which is a great meal planning service. Uh, she really believes in the value of a morning routine that for her includes writing in a gratitude journal. She said just that establishes a, a thankful mindset and sets up the day really well. Uh, as part of her planning, Jennifer Lee, who I've talked about before uh, in episode 76, talked about how she plans blocks of time uh, focused on either outward or inward facing energy. So for her, for example, she talked about how Monday and Wednesdays are her days to work with clients and, and do those outward facing activities, while Tuesday and Thursday are for planning or content creation or admin work, all um, inward facing uh, activities. And I like that idea of having certain days. It depends on your personality, but this may be something that works for you. If you uh, need a certain amount of sort of alone time, if you can block um, sort of batch schedule your outward facing work. Um, Justina Denham, uh, our, our guest from Poland on episode 78, said something that I thought was you know, a, a really good way to sort of wrap up this section uh, or this um, this lesson about planning and the importance of, of thinking ahead. She said, you can, can't have everything at the same time, but you can have it if you plan, if you prioritize, and if you follow through. So uh, that, I thought that was great advice. Lesson number nine, and this could have been lesson number one, it, it uh, it's a thread throughout the episodes, but that's the importance of being aware and being intentional in how we live. Uh, and I've I mentioned Vanessa Hayes, I think, before she was uh, she was our guest on episode forty two. She's a certified professional organizer, owner of a company called Get Simplified, and she has also hosted with her husband Dan a podcast called Simple Life Together that is one of my favorites. Um, and she really, in episode 42, talked about living intentionally, about thinking about what matters to you most and organizing your life accordingly. Uh, Kara Putman, in episode 33, talked about that as well. She, she, she talked about um, really being intentional about what she says yes to, so as she put it, so I don't lose the living in the middle of all that activity. And, and like uh, all of us, she's got many things she could be doing, but she uh, has tried to s- take that step back and think carefully about what matters the most and, and be very intentional about what she says yes to. Heather Creekmore, um, who was our guest in episode 45, she's a speaker, a writer, a mom, and an 
a pastor's wife, and she writes the Compared to Who blog. Her, her speaking and her writing focuses on encouraging women who struggle with body image issues, and we talked about some of that in episode 45. But on this point of intentionality, she talked about intentionally planning for time together with her husband and with her family. And, uh, you know, we have to do that. It's too easy to let those times, uh, you know, let all the activity fill up every moment and miss those opportunities to be with, uh, you know, one-on-one with our family and build those relationships. And Allison Sheridan, back in episode 29, encouraged us to make conscious choices, to acknowledge that the choices that we're making are our choices and accept the consequences of having made those conscious choices rather than just falling into whatever life throws at us and whatever, you know, just go from one thing to the next, but to, to be aware and conscious of the choices that we're making. And that was lesson nine of, uh, you know, the importance of being aware and, and being intentional about what we do and the choices we make. And finally, lesson number 10. And that is, you know, again, this was a theme throughout the, the 25 or so less uh, episodes I listened to with all these different amazing women who've shared their time to come on the show and talk to us. And, uh, and that, that lesson is to trust yourself. And do what works for you. Um, Author Jill Kemmerer in uh, episode 54 said, don't fight your personal style. Do what works for you. And we were talking about productivity systems and tools, but it applies across the board. Ling Wong in episode 64 absolutely agreed. I love what she said. She says, it's a losing battle to try to squeeze some obligatory routine or framework or rules designed by someone who knows nothing about my life into my life. Uh, and I thought, boy, that was so valuable and so important to remember. Julie Sharon Osher of uh, Israel, she's a productivity consultant and the host of the Time Hackers podcast. And uh, just a really neat lady that I uh, was privileged to meet in person, and we've uh, continued to to be friends um, online, long distance, since she lives in Israel. She says, you know, trust yourself, go ahead and take action. You can learn even from your mistakes. And I thought that was, you know, that's a really good point that we can hesitate because we're not sure if what we're if the choice we're making is going to be the right one. Go ahead and, you know, take your best shot, I guess. Course corrections are much easier to make than the push that it takes to get moving. So sometimes you just got to start and you can correct course as you need to. Emily Prokop from in episode 80, again, she, she reminded us that there's not a single tool or app or something like that out there that's going to change your life. Find what works for you and stick with that and be okay with that. Elsie Escobar and I talked about this at length in episode 91. I really encourage you to um, listen to that episode. It's so important to not try to paste somebody else's solution onto your life, but find what works for you and be okay with that. And I guess I want to, I thought what something Ebony Nelson said in episode 96 was just a really good way to wrap this up. Uh, in in this point of trusting ourselves and doing what works for you, um, she says, 
we need to look to ourselves for happiness and fulfillment and not anywhere else. Only you can decide what works for you. So those are the 10 lessons that I pulled out of 25 or so episodes with uh, these awesome guests who have honored me with their presence on The Productive Woman. But I've uh, learned a few lessons from the listeners as well. And uh, one of them is that there are just so many women out there who want to grow and advance and make a life that matters. And so many who are open and transparent and willing to share both their struggles and what they've learned and to encourage other other people, other women in that journey toward making a life that matters. I am so grateful for those of you who've written to me to share your stories and to offer encouragement and ideas for show topics and guests and suggestions for how I can make the show better and serve the the productive woman community better. So thank you so much, so much for that. I, I don't think you realize how much it means to me to hear from you. Uh, I had somebody who wrote and said, I almost didn't because I didn't want to bother you. I know how busy you are. And I wrote back to her and I told her, and I'll tell you, it is never, never a bother to me uh, to hear from a listener to The Productive Woman. I, You are why this show exists. And on that point, I want to say, I wanted to say something. I hope you'll indulge me. I know we're getting a little long here, but... Um, there are people I want to thank as I'm, you know, I've been considering this two year anniversary of this show. I thought about this again last week in connection with the show had been nominated in the podcast awards. And I've been privileged to, uh, that the show has been a finalist the past two years in the people's choice podcast awards. And that is primarily due to listeners like you, you are the ones who nominated the show. Another podcast took the award home this year, but I really was and am honored to have been nominated because it come, came from you. And when it was all over, I realized that I was a little disappointed that the productive woman didn't win, but it wasn't because I cared about winning so much as I um, wanted the opportunity to publicly thank the people who ha- have helped me make the podcast what it is. Um, we had to, all the finalists were told to prepare our thank you notes, uh, you know, a brief thank you speech. And uh, the winners were immediately to uh, call in via Skype. This was all done live on online and give, had the opportunity to give their thank you speech live uh, that way. And I would love to have had the opportunity to do that. And since I didn't, if you don't mind, I'm going to share with you the thank you speech I would have given if the productive woman had won. You likely won't know most of these people, but um, without them, the productive woman would not exist. And so here's what I would have said, um, uh, you know, starting from the beginning. I, I, I want to thank a few people without whose support the productive woman wouldn't exist. First of all, my husband, Mike. Even though he's not much of a talker and still kind of doesn't really get why people would want to listen to, much less create podcasts, he's still my biggest cheerleader, my tech support guy, and the brilliant musician who gave his time and talent to compose, arrange, and record the show's theme music. Far more important to me than his support for the podcast, though, is the the support he gives to me as a woman and as a human being. He gives my life meaning and joy 
and I am grateful for every day of the 37 plus years we've been married. So thank you, Mike. I want to say thank you to Emily Prokop, host of Classy Little Podcast, for her weekly help with the show notes and her continual words of support. Thank you to John Buchanus for his excellent audio editing, his sense of humor, and especially his friendship. I want to thank Cliff Ravenscraft for his generosity in sharing his expertise at the birth of this show two years ago. Without his support and his excellent podcasting A to Z course, The Productive Woman would never have happened. I uh, want to give a special thank you to Daniel J. Lewis, who saw something worthwhile in the show early on and invited me to join his Noodle Mix Network, and since then has provided invaluable advice, support, and encouragement. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you to the other members of the podcasting community. Your generosity and kindness continually inspire and amaze me, and I am so proud to be part of this community. Thank you to every guest who's given of her time, experience, and expertise in appearing on the show to help with its mission to provide listeners with the tools and encouragement they need for their journey toward a meaningfully productive life. Finally, and most of all, thank you to the listeners. You are the reason the productive woman exists, the reason it continues. I cherish every email, every Facebook post, every kind review. It's a privilege to be part of your life and to have you part of mine. So thank you. That's what I would have said if the productive woman had won and I wanted to say it anyway. It's true whether the show wins an award or not. So thank you all. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.